Greetings, citizens of Podcast City. I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning. As of this moment, you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, then perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. BD, if you can survive, if I let you. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Head Stricker, Samu, Gabriel, and WWE Hall of Famer, Rukishi. Do I have your attention yet? Good! Revolution Wrestling Federation, Treasure Trove Toys, along with Sugar Daddy Productions, presents Resurgence, a showcase of the absolute best talents in Harrisburg Midtown Art Center, featuring appearances from Gangrel, the Head Shrinkers, live August 29th at 6 p.m., featuring the double main event as RWF champion, the Japanese sensation Mr. Ping, defends his RWF championship against Michael Zamato, as well as the Lights Out Battle of the Kings, as the King of Hardcore, Rob Notches, goes one-on-one with the King of Salvation, Mal Havoc, in a special New Jack City street fight. Also on the bill will be marvelous Malcolm King. As he'll defend his RWF Internet Championship, the world's most dangerous arachnid, the Red Scorpion, seven foot tall, four hundred pounds, bulletproof, Dorian Black, Andy Header, and many, many more. Sunday, August 29th, resurgence, six p.m. Harrisburg Midtown Art Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The revolution is now. Well, we are back. I know y'all missed me last week. We sure what's, did, pal. What's going on? You guys held it down real good last week with the <laughs> real you. horror show. Well, thank you very much, buddy. And uh, yes, big. Props to my uh, cohort in all things horror, Miss Nighthawk. We uh, we pulled that out of her ass, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I think it went really well, though. Yeah, no, I think we got a good response. <laughs> so, no, honestly, we thank again everybody who checked us out. We just kind of threw it out there to see what would stick. So, thank you to everyone who was kind enough to check us out. You know, I checked it out where I couldn't. When I first saw it, you had said it there, uh, Mr. Torrance, uh, you know, not really sure why you painted up like Captain Spaulding in your 400 degree basement, but <laughs> hey, it fit the part. It was great. <laughs> yes, minus my leaky eyebrow there, um, and I, I think it turned out okay. I, I didn't get any backlash from it on the old interweb, so there's that. They didn't shut you down last week, did they? But hey, that just shows you what a performer I really am. And yes, we we did not get shut down. Vince was probably sitting there like. Damn it, how can I get them? Why won't they talk about wrestling? But we got you this week, Vince. Let's see if we can get surprise. you two weeks in a row. Right? <laughs> so that real horror show will be coming back. We just don't know when a scheduled time, day, or channel will be. Well, a channel will be Hell Entertainment, of course, and maybe ambient yeah. photography. You never know. Yeah. But uh, that show will be coming back eventually because we got some great feedback. And 
that was just a fun show to listen to. So thank you guys for holding it down last Tuesday in my absence. Uh, you guys really kicked ass. So kudos. Thank you very much. Uh, at the top there, you saw us run a promotion for Revolution Wrestling Federation. Uh, they are a new partner of ours that we are working with. They have an event coming up on August 29th uh, out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, with Rikishi and the Head Shrinkers. There's the uh, the flyer there. Lots of good matches. We're actually going to have one of their talent on our show coming up. We're going to have Mal Havoc, who's involved in that new Jack City Street fight coming up. Uh, either next week or the week before the uh, the week before. We, oh, we wait, wait, Look at uh, us moving up in the world. You know huh? it. So we'll have uh, Mal Havoc on here answering questions, talking about the good old wrestling and right. what's going on there. Um, so we're actually going to have a real professional wrestler on our show, not just us who used to wrestle in the backyard in high school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not too shabby, buddy. And if you'd like to go check them out, go to RevolutionWrestlingFederation.com. You can get your tickets there. Check out the matches and all the events that they do. And because they're such killer partners of ours, you can use Off the Rope 10 Off for 10% off your tickets over on their website. So go check it out. We will plug that in later on in the show because we got a lot of shit to get through because two weeks, a week off, and now this week, a lot of shit has happened in the wrestling world. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Torrance will concur with that as well as miss nighthawk oh most, uh, most indeed it actually i had there was moments there last week i had to bite my tongue when we were doing the real horror show uh just because i wanted to keep it true to its form and keep it all horror and keep it real but man it was tempting i gotta tell you because a lot a lot a lot a lot of big news in the world of old professional wrestling and um i like to throw those up there because well it's like my balls mr mcmahon <laughs> That's all I gotta say about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, we know as, uh, or as we know, and our any of our fine uh, followers out there know as well. You did issue the challenge to one Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, a couple weeks ago, did you not? I did, I did, and uh, he has yet to respond to my open challenge. So uh, mm-hmm. let's go, Vinnie Mac. Mm-hmm. Into uh, get you uh, getting the pythons ready over there, okay? To the couple of people that I owe T-shirts from from our last Off the Rope match 14, those will be going out uh, this week. I apologize. I was in the woods with no reception, so I could not get your shirts ordered. They will be ordered this week. Listen. Sorry. I don't have your shit either. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so how was your retreat uh, up to uh, Camp Crystal Lake there? It was great. It was, uh, you know, good to get away, good to see... uh, the Voorhees and all that, and uh, right. yeah, drown some kids I, I, in the I boat. Hope you, you know, told, uh, Mrs. in her sweater and decapitated head, Miss Voorhees, that I said hello. I did, I did. Mm-hmm. But in, uh, all honesty, it was good to get away for a little bit and take a break from civilization and get the fuck out of Dodge. So I hear that, buddy. That is that. We got, like I said, we got a lot of shit to get through. And then uh, our topic of the night, end of the show, we are doing fantasy pay per view. What your fantasy matches are. And I think Miss Nightlock has a has a different spin on it when we get there. Uh, oh, it's very different. I can't wait to see it because we like the differences. You guys actually don't even know. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Well, there's a lot I don't know, so that could cover a lot. But 
I'll take your word for it. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, as yes, we are going to be throwing out our ideal dream pay-per-views. All, you know, three of us. What we think the best eight matches at one particular pay-per-view would be if you were like the god of wrestling and could just pick whatever the hell you want. So feel free to chime in as uh, we get to that point at the main event of the show, if you will. And that was a tough one. That, that, that was a tough one. I mean, there's so oh, many, yeah. there's yeah. so much, so much shit you can do. Um, I mean, again, this is this is our opinions on what our fantasy pay per views are. This isn't. I mean, it's going to cause some controversy, which we like. But uh, as Jack Torrance said, you know, feel free to chime in. Let us know what you think, what your dream matches are, who you want to see fight, whether they're dead or alive. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Let us know off the rope Tuesdays at gmail.com. Uh, We'll let them. We'll get those out there. I was sorry. Hey. I I threw a uh out there because I just want to make sure we're taking care of our uh, audio only listeners, so they actually know where to go to uh, chime in. As yeah, well, if they like. that's fair. Because I never yeah. think of these things. You guys are the fancy pants technological whizzes. So <laughs> I had my moment there. Nope. For you audio listeners, you can check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, and any other streaming service that you can get your hands on. We're available on 17 streaming platforms. So get your ears on, piss off your bosses, listen to us because we swear a lot. Wow, 17. That's almost like is that's almost as many countries as WWE visits every year when they're on tour. So I'm trying to take over events because as you've seen in recent news, and I pointed this out to you in a text. That I think Vince is trying to dump WWE in the next well, five years. Um, yeah, that has a uh, big chunk to do with uh, the news in the world of uh, wrestling these last couple of weeks, does it not? Oh, it does. And, uh, you know, big releases, big news, shitty Raws, shitty SmackDowns, great AEWs. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I don't know. Should we just get the shit out of the way first then? You want to do the the quick shit if, storms? If we give them the best stuff now, who's gonna keep? Who's gonna stick around? We're not gonna sell anybody with. And coming up at the end of the show, folks, find out what happened on SmackDown. Yeah, that's not gonna. Which work. was four days ago, so you already know. <laughs> <laughs> and good news, everybody. They're that's thinking fine. of throwing in another hour, are they not? Oh God, please no! It's, we'll get to that later. We'll get. Well, that's part. That's part of the news. Yes, uh, yes. We'll save all the best for uh, for that time, so we can really disappoint you guys later. <laughs> well, I say we get cracking. We we ro we roll through uh, AEW, SmackDown, Raw, the birthdays, all the shit that we got. And uh, unless Miss Nighthawk has anything to add before we kick it off, um, no, no, she's just there and she's the pretty face. And we're this. The if you want me to do the birthdays now? I can do that. Let's do that. Let's let's rock the birthdays. Let's change it up a little bit. Let's rock the birthdays first. Oh, yeah. In the meantime, okay. everyone can look at Orange Cassidy. Isn't he beautiful? Look at him. Not as cool <laughs> as my shirt. That is pretty cool. I'll give you that. Walmart special, bitch. Where's oh, the cat we, suit? We cat suit's for Christmas. Fine. Fine. Oh, wait to the Christmas show. That's going to be a treat. Um. Christmas what? photos. <laughs> Whoa. What was last? The 27th, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, <laughs> one from last week and one for this week too. Let's do them up. All right. So last week. Oh, the game. Oh. Oh. You okay yeah, there, Jack? Old, uh, old Hunter Hurst got birthed on this day. <laughs> How old is uh, 
this old uh, hog pen match anyways. <laughs> I'm honestly curious. I don't know how old he is. Um, give me a second. Now you're asking her to do math. For all of 52. you. 52. Oh, ah, shit. Okay. 52. It's my birthday. Okay. Uh, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 52. Uh. I almost fought CM Punk at WrestleMania 30. Uh, and Daniel um, Bryan was going to fight Sheamus. Uh, and the card would have totally sucked. Uh. And I banged the boss's daughter. And now I'm a CEO. I give. I always got to <laughs> give uh, old Hunter Hearst himself a lot of props, though, because he was real tight with Lemmy from Motorhead. And as we all know, mm -hmm. Lemmy is God. So that's pretty damn cool. Teach their own. And you know what? I give him a lot of credit, too. He's responsible for any success that NXT's ever had because mm -hmm. it certainly wasn't really backed by Vince. We all no. know that. So, so look at hey. us. Happy birthday to playing the game. Yeah. And this week. Ah, Damien Sandow. 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 Where's his Sandow. scarf? Maybe he needs a new scarf for his birthday. Remember, it was a few shows Maybe. back. I was trying to remember his name for something we were talking about. That's right. I want to like say Elias. Pops Ghostly may have finally told me what the what the hell his name was. Mm. Where is Pops tonight? Pops is not popping in. Pops might be popping. We'll see. We're also looking for our <laughs> usuals, Guy Manley and Josh and all you crazy our, cats. They're kind of our four to take regulars, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, our four horsemen, if you will. <laughs> it's all right. So, who else was birthed this week? Is that it? I think that was it. Okay. I mean, there might have been more, but that was all I saw. <laughs> all right, all right. Chances are, perhaps future generations of. WWE superstars were born this week. We'll find Maybe. out in 20 years. Maybe 18 years. <laughs> superstars. <laughs> Can't call them wrestlers. Oh, do you have any history you want to jump into? Me? Yeah, anybody. I got history here if you want to jump into a little bit of history real quick. I, uh, I think it, it would be a, fi a fine fitting thing if you would educate myself, Miss Nighthawk, and the people in the old weekly history update whatever we call it do we even have a name for this segment no we don't have a name for this segment it's just called history all right history's mysteries of wrestling 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 Dude, i don't have shit i feel like i should come in with like a like a professor suit yeah pipe. i gotta be honest with you i totally fumbled on this part as That's well all right. i did not look up any history uh, 21 years ago today, ECW presented The Doctor is In from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was named for the debuting of Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Mikey Whipwreck <laughs> defeated Devin Storm to retain a European Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Devon Dudley and Axel Rotten fought to a no contest. Raven defeated Sandman to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. And Stevie Richards was defending the ECW title on Raven's behalf with Raven out due to a foot injury. Wow, you, right. buddy. That's quite the uh, quite the old ECW show there. Yeah, there's a little bit more there, but nothing that's uh, too relevant. We have 20 years ago, SummerSlam, Heart and Soul, uh, from <sighs> Rutherford, New Jersey. The final appearance for Todd Pettingill. <laughs> <laughs> and the debut of his replacement, Michael Cole. Skunk boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mankind defeated Triple H in a steel cage match. Gold ah. Go ahead. 
I was sorry to cut you off, but I think if I'm not mistaken, that was at least the last old school blue steel cage match, at least for a long time. I don't know if they brought it back since, but remember that? The yeah, I think the next cage match was that had that structure was St. Valentine's Day Massacre, but it was black. Yes, you're right. And then from there, after Hell in a Cell, then they went to that other, you know, the cage that you see mm-hmm. today. So I, I may be wrong, but I think that may have been the last old school blue steel cage match. And what a great match it was when yeah. Foley rips off his shirt at the end, when he's all the way up trying to do his best snooker impression. And he was supposed to have the dude love heart painted on his chest, but he sweated it off. So he rips his shirt open and it's just like this red goo that's all over <laughs> his shirt. So he's like, ah, whatever. And he just leaps off, does typical Foley action and drop one of the most iconic elbow smashes in wrestling history. Hey, what's that guy doing? Hey, guy. What's going on, guy? Hey, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> so uh, Gold Dust defeated the late, great Brian Pillman. And as a result of that match, Brian Pillman had to wear a dress that next night on Monday Night Raw. I don't, I don't know if you remember that one. Um, you know what? I know a lot of people were in dresses back then, so I don't doubt that at all. Uh, Legion of Doom, <laughs> Hawk and Animal defeated the Godwins. <laughs> ah, Henry Owen, Pig, Phineas. Phineas. Uh-huh. Uh, Stone Cold defeated the late Owen Hart to win the WWF oh. Intercontinental Championship. Wow. Uh, that's this cool. was the, the match that Austin had broke his neck. Yes, of course. We all know that was the pile driver. With the uh, unfortunate, I don't know why Owen ever decided that was a good idea. Uh, sit down, tombstone pile driver. Um, yeah, well. But as we know, the rest of this, it still makes you always wonder, though, how much longer Stone Cold could have gone had he not had that so early on in his WWE career. Exactly. Mm hmm. Then we had uh, Stewie's time machine. (laughs) Go back, take a look. (laughs) Oh, Bret Hart defeated The Undertaker to win the WWF Championship. Shawn Michaels was the special referee. Per match stipulation, had Hart lost the title, he would be banned from wrestling anywhere in the United States. In addition, if Shawn Michaels officiating was deemed to be biased, he too would be banned from wrestling in the United States. I'm sorry, I screwed up. I thought, okay. I thought you said that that Owen and Stone Cold match was on Raw. I thought you said they did that like later on. You meant the SummerSlam match, right? SummerSlam, yeah, yeah. Okay, I screwed that up. Yeah, yeah. But yes, what a great pay-per-view that was. Um, The Undertaker-Brett match, phenomenal as well. Um, Of course, we all know the thing everyone will remember the most for that particular SummerSlam is even what Stone Cold calls the worst roll-up in professional wrestling history when he <laughs> just tugged Owen over and Owen's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. And a couple more quick ones. Uh, seven years ago, TNA suspended Samoa Joe indefinitely. Uh, do not know. Oh, it was for following the match with Jeff Hardy. Joe went backstage into the production truck, seen as a no-no in wrestling etiquette. Uh, and yelled at the production team for essentially giving away the finish of the match. Wow, so right. he, he actually got suspended? This just wasn't a storyline? No, he actually got suspended. Oh, wow. Okay. And then uh, I do have another birthday here. Oh. It's a happy 51st first birthday to Eric Scott Esch. But he's best remembered by his nickname. Do you know it, Mr. Torrance? Oh, pray tell, pray tell. Uh, WrestleMania 15, he fought Bart Gunn. Oh, Butterbean. Everyone's favorite turkey. 
<laughs> That's a butterball turkey. Yeah, it's all the same, really. I always thought when I think butter bean, I think butterball. Because thirty-four you, seconds, he, thirty-four seconds, he beat Bart Gunn. Well, his whole career, he was a big tub of goo. Um, he, I mean, he really wasn't the best boxer in the world. Let's face it, facts. But um, you know, he had a decent career, and then perhaps. You know, I can't say the dumbest thing, but one of the all-time dumbest things ever done in the history of pro, pro wrestling, that being the brawl for all. Mm-hmm. Um, how many careers did that ruin? And then you put Bart Gunn in the ring against a professional boxer because, well, he wasn't supposed to win the brawl for all, even though we didn't script it. So I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. for more info on that, go check out uh, Dark Side of the Ring, folks. If you haven't seen the uh, Brawl for Brawl for All episode yet, I highly recommend it. That's gonna do it for uh, history. All right, your, his- your history lessons are over. There is no test this week, uh, but if you need extra help, you can see this guy after class for your extra <laughs> help. <sighs> yeah, that's it. I'm already penciling in Abacadabra for the next test. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I'm glad to, you know what this week. I'm glad you put up for our all, all our audio listeners as well to let you know what just happened there. Yeah, I got Enzo'd again. This is a weekly occurrence where every couple times throughout the show, until Enzo responds to your challenge, he's going to be brought up every week, just like McMahon. Well, hey, if it's only fair, then you need to start getting Vinced. Then I talked about wrong? Vince earlier, but we'll, we'll uh, yeah, yeah, Vince. But, uh, I was actually saving Enzo for later on in the show, but. If I uh, gotta get Enzo'd all the time, you should get Vince then. I'll get Vince. Don't you worry about all that. All right. So, audio listeners, be warned. Yeah, every once in a while, we might get upset because I have to suffer through a picture of Enzo Amore. And, well, evidently, the podcast kid is now going to have to look at Vince. So, Miss Nighthawk, with all your technical uh, skills, if you wouldn't mind finding a great picture of Vince McMahon for us whenever you have the time. It doesn't have to be tonight. We'll get there next week. Would you like the one of him getting his head shaved? By, uh, I was thinking oh, the, the one up the, his ass. I was going to say, for well, since it's for you, I have to suffer through Enzo. I was going to say you should get a picture of someone having to kiss his ass. So you'll have to look at Vince's ass every time. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um... All That's right. Our, right. We just put Nighthawk on a really weird mission. <laughs> While she's doing on her mission, let's hop into uh, the AEW Dynamite deposition. I have not changed this graphic, graphic yet, but I will. I have a pretty cool thing coming up for the next week's show to do Ooh, that. Oh, surprises. Surpri- surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Howdy, heck, young <laughs> Wrestle up them there, chitlins. We's going to get us a new fancy graphic. Woo-hoo. Maybe even right. a video. So without any further ado... It's time, yes, for the AEW Dynamite deposition for July the 28th, 2021. This was Fight for the Fallen Week, as it took place this past Wednesday night, and things kicked off in a big way with a 10-man tag team elimination match that pitted the AEW world champion Kenny Omega, along with members of the Elite up against Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order. Now, if you'll recall, this match had some high stakes attached to it, because if the Dark Order one, then Paige would get a world title shot against Omega, and two members of the Dark Order would earn an opportunity against the Young Bucks for their AEW World Tag Team Championships. However, 
because there's always a however. If the elite won, then there wouldn't be any title chances for Paige and the Dark Order. This was no big surprise. Easily a main event worthy match as the Dark Order came out hot until Carl Anderson scored the first elimination by grabbing a handful of tights and pinning Alex Reynolds. Evil Uno struck back when he eliminated Machine Gun and then a member of each team were both counted out when Doc Gallows and Stu Don't Call Me Dick Grayson started brawling in the crowd. Things were all evened up again when Kenny Omega hit a one-winged angel on Evil Uno making it three on two. Well, I'm sorry. I, I worded that all wrong. Things were evened up again until I forgot an until in there. Yeah, that's when um, your AEW World Heavyweight Champion came in and delivered the one-winged angel on poor Evil Uno making it three on one. John Silver put up a, or three on two. Numbers, confusion, sorry. All right, so here we go. Kenny Omega eliminated Evil Uno. Now it's three on two. That's what I should have just said. John Silver put up a hell of a fight against the Young Bucks, but he finally got taken out after being hit with the BTE trigger. So that left the hangman all by his lonesome against the Bucks of Youth and Kenny Omega. Paige took a beating and kept on coming, even eliminating Matt Jackson before Nick Jackson made the distraction on the referee, which allowed Kenny Omega to hit Paige right in the old noggin with the TNA world title. It's actually kind of funny because he tried to hit him with the AEW title and Paige actually got it away from him. So then he had to like run around and he's like, I need a new belt. So he went, got one of his other four belts because yes, he's Kenny four belts. And uh, after he uh, done gave his noodle a noggin, uh, he followed it up with two V-triggers and a one-winged angel on poor Hangman to deliver the one, two, three. So I got to say, um, this one actually came as a surprise to me since the fans have been clamoring for months now, <coughs> excuse me, to see, you know, Kenny and Hangman finally have the showdown that we all want. So it, it kind of went into it thinking, all right, they're going to win. They get their title shots and whatnot. And, you know, maybe Dark Order won't win the tag team titles. But this means, you know, Hangman's going to get his title shot. But in the end, no, 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 because Hangman did go down. So going to be very interesting to see how they play out this feud. I actually kind of like this the more I thought about it, because this means they're going to be able to spread this feud out a bit more, which... They really should if they know what's a good for them. Up next, Andrade El Idolo. Idolo. I don't know. I never know if I'm pronouncing that right. But he, along with Chavo Guerrero, made hints that the Lucha Brothers have joined up with them, thus turning their back on Pac. So that could be dangerous news there for, uh, oh, crap, what do they call themselves again? Death Triangle. Yes, yes. Look at that. I actually remembered. Holy crap. Uh, let's see there. Then we had a celebration for the new FTW champion when Ricky Ugly Martin with the tight pants starts hit the ring. Taz talked some shit about Brian Cage, so no big surprise. It is very safe to say that Cage has officially made the face turn because good old Shoulders McGee himself then ran out and showed some rage cage on the marching band that had played during Ricky's entrance. He actually like beat up the dude with the big giant drum. So that was fun. 
Uh, I'm also very happy to announce that this segment was followed up with one of my favorite wrestlers from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mr. Hiroshi Tanahashi, informing the world that he will be challenging for the NW NJPD. I'm just going to say New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's easier to say for some reason than NJPW. I don't know why I can't do that. NJPW. I can't. Yeah. It's, See, ha -ha, not the only it's one. a tongue twister. Uh -huh. A twister. A twister. Ask my evil twin brother Thaddeus. Ha ha. So anyways, yes. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to be challenging for the NJPW United States title tomorrow night on Dynamite. And for all of you out there who aren't that familiar with New Japan, oh, you guys are in for a treat. You really should check out Dynamite tomorrow night because Hiroshi Tanahashi is awesome. That's all I'll tell you. Look him up on the old YouTube, whatever you got to do. After the show, of course. Wait for, you know. Us do our thing. Obviously. And, right. Well, you know, short short term memory spans or uh attention spans, I should say, the same mm -hmm. age. You gotta make sure you remind them. So anywho, the war between the inner circle and the pinnacle, or pinnacle, I don't know if it's the pinnacle or just pinnacle, either way, continued with FTR when they up ended Santana and Ortiz in tag team action. And during the match, uh, dude, Dax Harwood, for anybody out there who watched Dynamite this week, you will know, he smoked his forearm for real on the uh, one of the steel posts. And all of a sudden, he was like out of the match. A match that FTR did win, by the way, uh, by cheating and grabbing a handful of tights. But anyways, dude, he split his arm open so bad, it was just like gushing blood. So I don't know exactly blood. what... Blood. Oh, lots of blood. blood. I do not know what the extent of Dax's injury is, but um, it looked pretty gnarly. So uh, perhaps we will find out more of what the future holds for FTR manana night. Lance Archer got his first win as... The new NJPW, I did it, U.S. champion, when he defeated Hikulio. Hikulio. All right, this one you can't blame me for not knowing how to pronounce because it's spelled H-I-K-U-L-E-O. Hikulio. 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 Yeah, you said it. Okay, we'll go with what you said. So. <laughs> Sounds like a big hiccup. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yes, he uh, comes to us from The Bullet Club. And uh, Lance Archer, as I said, got the win over him. Um, then we saw the feud between Malachi Black and Cody pick up some steam as they got into another slugfest that had to be broken up by the officials. This is uh, definitely a match I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, now that this pretty much is solidified, we're all done with that god-awful 2T Marshall feud with him and Cody, so... Thank you, Malachi Black, formerly Aliester Black, or Alistair Black, for getting fired from WWE because you just made my life a lot better. And then there was a trios match. I don't know why it was called that, but it was a trios match. As Christian Cage, along with Jurassic Express. Oh, I get it because it's three on three. It's a, oh, it's a three on three. I thought, I thought it was like uh -huh. a three-way dance. Right? Yeah, or some sort of special like Lucha Libre stipulation. No, no, no. It was just a three on three uh, six-man tag match, if you will. As Christian Cage, along with Jurassic Express, picked up a victory over the Matt Hardy family office. And then things rolled on with Thunder Rosa getting the win against Julia Hart. Thunder Rosa is now the number one contender for Dr. Britt Baker DMDs. 
women's world title. So I would really like to see a match between the two of them for the belt because, as we all know, they had that incredible hardcore match months ago, which Thunder Rosa did defeat Dr. Britt, even though it was uh, non-sanctioned, so the win didn't count. But, yeah, either way, they put on a good show. Now in the main event for last week's Dynamite, yeah, <laughs> it really was something that, honestly, I've never seen on network television in the almost now 40 years that I've been watching pro wrestling as Chris the Pain Maker Jericho took on oh. the most violent wrestler I've ever seen since New Jack's heyday. No doubt about it. This is a man that not only once robbed a bank for a real, not just a wrestling story uh, storyline, uh, and he did so without wearing a mask. That's a lesson for you kids out there. Don't do the meth because this is what happens. You try, you start trying to rob banks and you forget your mask. And then... Gotta wear only, a mask of the COVID. Right? So not only did uh, this certain individual pull that one off and serve some time for it, but he was also once pronounced dead for eight solid minutes after a match that he then woke up and wanted to continue. Talking about none other than the oh-so-infamous Nick Gage, who... I honestly really never thought in a million years I'd ever see wrestle on television. Nope. No doubt about it. So that one that kind of floored me. And then this was a no rules match. And from what I understand, I've done my little research here on the old interface and webs and forth. And uh, I guess a lot of this match was pretty much down the middle for a lot of fans. It was either they loved it or hated it. I personally loved it just because it was something that I never thought would be on national television um it was a bit heavy with the light bulbs for my taste but um i never really been a big fan of guys smashing each other with light bulbs i just see, think it's unnecessarily painful you know yeah it's uh but i mean can you imagine how long it must take to get those tiny tiny little shards from those lightsaber looking fucking lights out of your back and whatnot like ugh. all the fluorescent lights yeah, yeah, I mean, this is basically what Nick Gage has based his whole career on. Nick Gage, I don't know if he actually knows any wrestling moves, but nonetheless, he did do what I think is his finisher, and he took the old pizza slicer across Jericho's mouth. That was pretty gnarly. And, and let's uh, talk about they, when they cut. Let's talk about. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh no! Please go for it. When he took the pizza cutter, and then they cut to a Domino's commercial right there. Thank you. Thank you, because I was actually just about to get to that. That was literally the most clever marketing ploy I've ever seen in my entire life. I've watched millions of hours of television now in my years, and there's no way that that was just coincidental timing. For anyone who didn't see it, Nick Gage is known for taking a you know regular old circular piece of slicer, and he'll hold his opponent down and go like this and slash across your lips, you know? And so the second he did that, now mind you, they're already both covered in blood and shit. Um, Jericho hits the deck and fucking, they go right to a Domino's commercial that shows the Domino's dude using an actual pizza slicer to cut off the pizza. So I really thought it was the most clever advertising strategy I've ever personally seen in my life. So hats off to AEW and Domino's. Haven't been able to give you guys a lot of props in recent years, but hey, there you go. So, because so uh, <laughs> what was your take on that one, buddy? Uh, it was a little gruesome. Not gonna lie, it wasn't a hundred percent my cup of tea. But I thought it was great for, especially for network television. Um, it was to me, it was more like a ja, Japan, uh, 
Japan deathmatch, like a deathmatch over in, in Japan. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, it, you know what, to me even, yeah, you're right. It was it was Japanese deathmatch. It also was very much, if you look into Nick Gage and his career, like CCW that um, uh, John Moxley was in back in the day, it, that's what they do, really. Um, right. It's all light bulbs and barbed wire and going above and beyond with the hardcore shit. Um, which, yeah, to me, it's like, dude, I just find it unnecessary. Once you've seen it, you've seen it. Um, even though, despite that, I did like this match. I'm, just, I'm not going to lie. But um, it's one of those, you see it once you've seen it a million times. And um, like you said, it was just a mere fact that AEW is willing to pu- really push the envelope here and say, all right, we're going to put something on TV that no other wrestling promotion has ever been willing to put on TV. Not to that extent. It was just... Blood, glass. I mean, there when Jericho superplex gauge through the actual pane of glass. Like, yep. Well, speaking of this match, I'm going to uh, take a a shot here and see if AEW hates us as much as Vince McMahon does because I have the clip pulled up. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been fair warned. Scary. So, for those of you weak at heart, and for those of you listening, this is a quick clip of. Uh, the Nick Cage Chris Jericho match. Dude, oh yeah, when they were just stabbing each other with the pieces of glass. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I really did dig the fact that Jericho brought back the. Here's the pizza cutter. Yeah, here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. He did it to the, his forehead. I thought yeah. he did it to his mouth like he did to John Moxley. There was the pane of glass and shit. It wasn't a superplex. It was a Frankensteiner. Sorry. I watched this like a week ago. So I and just more into the glass. As soon as they hit that glass, before they even added all these light bulbs, you could see all the fucking glass in their arms. That's why I knew that pane of glass was for real. Nick Gage doesn't screw around. Like He, he will not use fake props. This was just like, dude, oh, digging it right into his forehead. And then there was the green mist. I was so glad <laughs> Jericho brought back the green mist. Follows it up with the Judas Effect, one, two, three. The late champion, a.k.a. the pain maker, has survived the, uh, what do they call it here again? Um, five labors of Jericho, which is, as we all know now, in order for Jericho to get his hands on MJF, he has to go through this whole cycle of five matches. So after the match, MJF didn't waste any time in telling us who Jericho will now have to face in round three when he informed the world that Juventud Guerrero, or Juventud Guerrero, I'm sorry, is apparently still wrestling. Jericho and Juventud had a, uh, some great matches way back when in WCW back in, we're talking 98, 97, maybe 98. Yeah. So um, who knew? Who, who knew? still around. Hopefully he's wearing his mask because everyone remembers when Bischoff made all the poor luchadors take their masks off. And it was like, don't do that. Ray Mysterio looked like a weird baby. I don't know. He still looks weird, but uh, Nighthawk just threw something in, in our in our chat. There it says, uh, "Why is that a pizza cutter can cut open Jericho yet can barely cut through the crust on a moist pizza?" On most pizza, <laughs> I said moist. That is a very good point. I just 
had that same struggle myself with uh, one of the Red Baron deep dishers myself. So, hey, the struggle's real, man. I don't know. I guess in wrestling, pizza cutters just work better. I guess so. <laughs> Although, I mean, has anyone out there actually tried to open up someone's flesh with a pizza cutter before? Anyone mm. personally you know? No, or? but if anybody would like to volunteer... Mm-hmm. Yes, feel free you'll to do hit it. us up at Off hey, the Ropes. You'll do it to them or they can do it to you? I'll do it to them. Yes, yeah, okay. she's doing it to them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'll film it. <laughs> I'll do photos. We okay. could do it right down here in the uh, Jack Torrance dungeon. Mm-hmm. Oh. Perfect. So is that it for your AEW Dynamite deposition? If I'm not mistaken, buddy, I believe we are done. Blah, 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 blah. Dynamite should be another good one tomorrow night. They're just cranking it right now. Uh, not everything is perfect, as we know, but trust me, when we get to the SmackDown breakdown, you will know why I said Dynamite was definitely better than SmackDown. Well, guess what? We're going to the SmackDown breakdown. <sighs> and then there's the Yay! SmackDown breakdown. SmackDown breakdown. Yay! <laughs> it's amazing how time flies. Yes, we yes. changed things up this week, so uh, mm-hmm. we're just rolling yeah, through the, the network shows. That hamster roll it keeps on <laughs> trucking. Yes, it's time indeed, folks. SmackDown breakdown of the week, July 30th, 2021. SmackDown fired things up this past Friday with a promo from Mr. You Can't See Me, whose recent challenge to Roman Reigns for a shot at his WWE Universal Championship was denied by the head of the table. Cena's time on the mic was cut short by Baron Corbin, who received an attitude adjustment, much to the delight of the crowd. And I got to give props to Pops. Mr. Pops Ghostly on this one, I hadn't watched SmackDown and he texted me and he was like, who would have guessed that Baron Corbin could actually cut a good promo? But he did. So uh, good for you, Baron. Aha. Now, where was I? The feud. Ah, yes. The feud between the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos and the <coughs> Mysterios keeps gaining momentum as Ray pinned Jimmy Uso in singles action. Then there were two big surprise returns this week on SmackDown. This was, in all likelihood, I'm probably going to say the highlight of SmackDown. Already the highlight, huh? And second half then. Yeah. Well, this actually uh, really isn't even a match either. Um, You'd be surprised how lacking they were in the match department this week. So you'll see as as, uh, time progresses. But yes, there were two big surprise returns this week on SmackDown as the SmackDown women's champion, Bianca Belair, and the boss, Sasha Banks, made their presence known when they came out and scared off Zelina Vega and Carmella. Then in a complete waste of TV time, the TV, I can't even say it. So frustrated, it's that bad. <laughs> the 24-7 championship was oh, on I the saw line that. when Reggie beat Chad Gable for uh, via disqualification. Chad Gable literally lost to this dude who I don't know, this Millie Vanilli looking guy. That I thought he was just there because he was like Nia Jax's boyfriend or something. Well, then he got kicked out of Raw like two weeks ago and then won the belt, and that's stupid. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Since we weren't on last week, I did not watch SmackDown. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest with you. So I guess I missed that one. 
But anyhow, that mouthful of shit was then followed up by a contract signing between WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns and Finn Balor, who, speaking of what I just said, thanks to me not watching SmackDown last week, I was not aware that Mr. Balor apparently challenged Senor Reigns for a title shot at SummerSlam. So this was all news Uh to me. Mm -hmm. Now, as we all know, contract signings rarely ever go according to plan in the world of professional wrestling and needless to say this time was no different as just when balor went to put down the old herbie hancock he was blindsided sorry i had to get my what'd you call me i know i had to get my i was watching tommy boy this weekend i had to get the old chris farley reference in there fair enough john hancock it's herbie hancock he uh, uh, Finn went for his uh, Herbie, and then he was instantly blindsided by Baron Corbin, who came from out of nowhere and attempted to sign the contract himself. But just as Corbin was once again trying to sign that little contract, making the world looking like it was all his. And I got to say, he got a pretty damn good pop from the crowd as well when it looked like he really was going to sign it. But Finito, John Cena came in and for the second time that night took him out. And proceeded to sign the contract dotted line himself, thus evidently solidifying the Cena versus Big Dog championship match at Summer Sham. That, that just that hopefully, that, that hopefully should be a good match. If they yeah, don't, if, well, if, if Vince lets them do what they can do, that match should be quite the quite the slobber knocker. Yeah, no doubt. If it was to just be them one-on-one, otherwise my big gripe with this whole thing is, okay, why did you waste your time? Oh, there it is. The Vint Nutbuster. Now you got no chance there, podcaster. No chance. Chance, but, um, oh, yeah. No, they, um, I didn't understand this. If they're not going to eventually make this a four-way match, then why did they have... Finn Balor and Baron Corbin get involved. Um, I just thought it was a dumb way to set up what it mm-hmm. was inevitably what we thought it was going to be. So if they make that a fatal four-way or something, then, okay, I see you got some clever writing there. But if it's just seen on Reigns, then it was like, well, that whole segment was for nothing. Right. <laughs> you could have gotten that over <laughs> with at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. And now the show... Remember how I mentioned before. Now, mind you, we've gotten through. Hold up, real quick. One, two, three, four, five, maybe. Yeah, five segments of SmackDown. There's been one match so far. One match. You know, it's kind of like Raw. <laughs> yeah. So they because they gotta like, make oh. they gotta they they gotta start building for that extra hour of SmackDown. Yeah, so now they said, oh, boy, we better actually make this a wrestling show again. And they finally got back to, back to it by uh, having a match with Mr. Money in the Bank, Biggie Langston himself, along with Cesaro and Nakamura, when they took on the team of Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Apollo Crews. Biggie, Cesaro, and Nakamura were victorious. This was nothing to write home about. I don't, I didn't really care for it. These, All these guys are awesome, but... Boring match, waste of time. Luckily, things did, however, take an interesting turn afterwards when Edge came out and was instantly attacked in the aisle by Seth Rollins. So this is no doubt set up a match between the two of these guys at SummerSlam, which I personally will be 
very happy to see if they actually sign these two cats on the dotted line, which I believe they're going to, then I would say that's going to be the highlight of SummerSlam. Edge versus Rollins. Mm-hmm. Going to be hard to top that one. Absolutely. So we will see where she goes. So that only leaves us with a big dukeroo, the main event of Friday Night SmackDown. And as previously stated, there was a little brouhaha earlier in the evening between Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Zelina Vega, and Carmella. So that turned into the main event as Belair and Banks scored the win, but oh, over Selena and Vega. Yeah, the tag team match wasn't much to write home about because it was all just a setup. And when uh, after the match, the victory celebration was very short, short lived as Sasha hit Bianca from behind and eventually made her tap out to the bank statement. So, sounds like it'll be the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair putting her title against Sasha Banks coming up later this month at SummerSlam. And actually, I take my previous statement back because that match between those two could be that's gonna, great, I think that's going to be a great better. card. That uh, So those two matches right now, all right, that's getting my interest with uh, SummerSlam. But uh, yeah, that, my children of the corn, is your SmackDown breakdown. So break it down. Cena. Roman Reigns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Bianca <laughs> Belair, Sasha Banks. A couple of good title matches there for SummerSlam setup. Yeah, uh, and like I said, keep your eye on the main event because that easily, I mean, like I said, if it makes sense, Corbin and um, um, who the hell did I just say there? Finn oh, Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Balor will also be in the main event. I don't know. Or maybe they'll just set that up as a sideline thing between them. But we'll see. Well, no, I did. I did see the SmackDown where uh, Sasha Banks came back, and she got quite the pop when she came back. It was, oh yeah, yeah. it was a lot. It, the pop was uh, very deafening. Not obviously yeah. not, not not obviously not not as loud as the game uh, when he came back wow. from his quad, from his corn quad. But Madison Square Garden you know, is a little hard to live up to, you know. But, yeah, and we haven't seen Sasha since WrestleMania when she headlined night one. So be on the lookout for her. I think Sasha is going to put up a pretty good fight with Bianca at SummerSlam. I think that's a really, once again, a match to keep your eye on. Uh, the two of them are extremely talented. Bianca, it was a shame that she got sidelined there for a little bit. Luckily for her, she's back, you know, just there's such a short time after winning the SmackDown women's title because she is awesome. I mean, she, she makes you want to watch what they're doing and, between her and Sasha, I don't know if they've ever had a match before, maybe on Raw or NXT or something. I don't know the case, but I guarantee you this one will be a, uh, a fine one indeed. Don't fuck this up, WWE writers. Right? Don't. Only, keep them crossed, but mm. you know, prepare for the worst. This is true. Um, so shall we hop into the Raw report? Yeah, let's uh, take that dog out oh, back. Oh, God. <laughs> three hours of my Monday. Actually, three hours of my Tuesday because I never watch it on Monday. Because I want to fast forward the commercials. Yeah, I haven't oh. watched Raw on a Monday since like, uh, excuse me, probably 1999 maybe. I don't know. Lucky. Luckily for uh, the power of the DVR, dude. So Raw opened up with Lashley and MVP coming out. Running their mouths, talking about SummerSlam. Uh, Goldberg, then Goldberg makes his entrance. Ugh. Goldberg gets on the mic, starts talking. Wait, hold on while I set up my noose. 
Ugh. Goldberg's kid is in the crowd in the front row there in the corner. And uh, as uh, Goldberg is talking. Goldberg kid- All right. I'm sorry. I got to shut up. But yeah, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Fuck Goldberg. Uh, as Goldberg is talking and telling MVP that he's scared and Lashley looks scared, the crowd at Raw is screaming, we want Wyatt. <laughs> because Yay! of oh, I'm so proud of them. Because of what happened. <laughs> we'll get into that later after the Raw report in part of our new segment. But that overtook Goldberg talking. Uh, they finished the segment. MVP decided to run his mouth to Goldberg's kid, resulting in Goldberg giving MVP a spear. Ooh. Knocking MVP out. What an M. Night Shyamalama ding-dong life. I am so tired. There. I am so tired of the spear being people's ending moves. Like, I'm so originality. tired of Goldberg even being oh, yeah. anything. Stop, dude. Why? Why? All right. So we come back, and then we have Drew McIntyre versus Veer and Shanky, who are Jinder Mahal's modern-day Harash peoples. So he fought them in a handicap match, one via disqualification. Uh... McIntyre was set up for the Claymore when Mahal, Mahal interfered, hitting McIntyre with a chair, resulting in a disqualification, giving Drew McIntyre the W. Then we saw Rye Ripley facing offense Nia Jax again. Uh, <laughs> Nia Jax a badly busted open near her eye when she ran into Shayna Baszler on the, Baszler on the ring Whoa. apron. We actually had uh, a little bit some of blood. red, red, groovy there. On- we did. She didn't blade. She actually really got cut. Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, because that's the only way anyone bleeds on Raw anymore. Yeah. So uh, Raya Ripley came out. <laughs> What's that? I said it's the only way anyone bleeds. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Raya Ripley came out with <laughs> came out with the victory over Nia Jax via pinfall with a schoolboy pin. Ah, the dreaded schoolboy. Yes, she went old school, so I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason T-Bar fought Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Mansoor. It's a horrible name. Yeah, he's uh, the heavyweight champion of herpes in wrestling. To your point on SmackDown, <laughs> <laughs> this was a waste of airtime. Mason T-Bar won via pinfall. Mason, T-Bar hit Mason with a Discuss big boot. Okay, what? what does that mean? I don't discuss? know. Does it mean like discuss amongst yourselves? I'll give you a topic. The Cold War is no, neither Cold nor <laughs> War. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. But Fun then again, garbage, the- dude. Ugh, just yeah, sickening. And then the raw ratings keep going down as Charlotte Flair comes out and cuts a promo. And we all know how Charlotte Flair is on the mic. Blah, blah, blah. Rhea Ripley. She should be the number one contender match. Da, 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 with Nikki ASA. I'm Ric Flair's daughter. We're going to get into that, actually, in our, in our news that I found out a little something today. Uh, Nikki ASH, almost a superhero, the women's Raw smack, the women's Raw champion, came down and blindsided Flair with a chair. And, you know, that... They were fighting later on that night in the Raw main event, as I will call it, in a no-holds-bar match. After that, we saw Tamina versus Dewdrop. Tamina won via pinfall. Another stupid name. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Who is in charge of name creation there in WWE these days? I mean, as bad as Mantar was, it was a pretty clever name. Never saw Mantar. Dewdrop. Dewdrop in. Ugh. 
Yeah, sounds uh, a little menacing. Oh no, it's dewdrop. Here comes mist. Fog. Oh, <laughs> uh, then we saw Priest versus John Morrison after appearing on more after appearing with Morrison on the Miz on the Miz on Miz TV after the match. Uh Seamus attacked Priest from behind before Ricochet ran in, blah, blah, blah. All right, so uh, this is back. He, he's not a zombie after all? He's still in a wheelchair. Uh, him and Priest decided to play squirt guns with each other with those stupid squirt things. Are you fighting somebody in a wheelchair? No, he's not really in a wheelchair. He's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's how low Raw's got. They bring out handicapped people and spray them with water and beat them up. <laughs> So Priest defeated, those Priest defeated Morrison via pinfall. And then in the next match, it was Priest and Ricochet versus Morrison and Sheamus. And Priest and Ricochet defeated Morrison and Sheamus via pinfall. Okay, great. He fought twice. Why? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> almost and Riddle went at it. Uh, obviously, Riddle's not going to defeat Almost because Almost is like seven feet, oh, nine inches. I, yeah, I was going to say, how my boy Edward James Almost do this week? That sounds uh, Right? He uh, he won after hitting a choke he, bomb. Did he get all American? Is he when he stands up too fast? Right? Because <laughs> he's still up there. That's a lot of blood to run to the head. Way up in the clouds. It's a lot of vertical girth. Uh, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Keith Lee defeated Karrion Cross with a pinfall via a spirit bomb. The win was Lee's first win returning since returning to Raw two weeks ago after a six month absence. Ooh. Did they ever explain Keith Lee's absence? Was he? No. I'm guessing. Or? I don't know. Because he had quite a push going for him, and then they were just like, "Yeah, that looks like the fans are liking it too much." So, <laughs> so this <laughs> is def- <laughs> this is definitely mm-hmm. a typo on CBS Sports. It says the twenty-seven-seven championship. It's actually the twenty-four-seven championship. Oh God! It was on. It was on Raw too. Why? Reggie, Reggie versus Akira Tozawana, Tozawana, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Reggie won with a pinfall with a flipping senton to retain his championship. Body, body, body. Then we had Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, who is the Raw Women's Champion, defeat Charlotte Flair in a no holes bar match via a pinfall. And there will be a triple threat at SummerSlam between Nikki A.S.H., Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley. I think Miss Nighthawk fell asleep because she is so bored of this oh, as no, well. No, I think, I think she might have something juicy there. I don't know. She, that was quite a reaction, unless you really thought what he said was hilarious. No, I was laughing at something else. That's what I thought. Oh, I thought maybe we had some sort of interesting comment here. And then... Uh, no good? Sorry to disappoint. Oh, man. That's at the much. very end of Raw, it was made official Goldberg versus Lashley at SummerSlam. I could give two shits <laughs> last. Yeah, I guess that'll I be the that. Yeah. It's... Yeah, right? It's like Chunk and Goonies. Like, No, just why? I'm sorry. I can't. I can't take the Goldberg shit, dude. It's so bad. So it's that why. is your Raw report for August 2nd, 2021. I I thank you, my good man, for wading through that fucking cesspool. God. I'd rather swim in a cesspool. I got lucky. At least I I enjoyed dynamite. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, Bobby Joe. Woo. Oh, you know how it is. 
Oh, boy, do we ever. Well, I think we should spice things up a bit now. Unless, Miss Nighthawk, do you have something? Do you want to spice things up, Miss Nighthawk? Wait. You have more things in there. I have more things in there? You made us wait to go live. We were were making something. Oh, yeah. No, but that. Okay, no. Is that that for later? Yeah. Okay. Arts and crafts time. I just didn't want you to forget. I did put this in here, too, though, so you can have that. Right for all our audio listeners out there, we have some wise words from one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, as he is quoted as saying, "I have balls the size of grapefruits, and come this Sunday, you'll be spitting out the seeds." Things people can't say in WWE anymore because of well, the times. It's a horrible, <laughs> horrible mental image as well. Jeez, mm-hmm. Vince could have done without that well, one. I'm so glad I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> But, oh, boy, did it work out well with old Senator Cartman. And for all you listeners out there, we have a picture of Cartman up, as we did last week, saying, how would you like to suck my balls, Mr. McMahon? (laughs) And spit my seeds out. (laughs) Maybe he didn't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Garrison. Excuse me. Uh, Before before we run into uh, cigars. You know me smoking all the time. (laughs) Stories. Before we run into our news, let's going to give another shout out to uh, the Revolution Wrestling Federation and their show coming up on August 29th. Here's a quick awesome. promo. We'll see you momentarily. And Tricker Samu, Gabriel, and WWE Hall of Famer Rupkishi. Do I have your attention yet? Good. Revolution Wrestling Federation Treasure Trove Toys, along with Sugar Daddy Productions, presents Resurgence, a showcase of the absolute best talents in Harrisburg Midtown Art Center, featuring appearances from Gangrel, the Head Shrinkers, live August 29th at 6 p.m., featuring the double main event as RWF champion, the Japanese sensation Mr. Ping, defends his RWF championship against Michael Zamato, as well as the Lights Out Battle of the Kings, as the King of Hardcore Rob Notches goes one on one with the King of Salvation, Now Havoc, in a special New Jack City. Street fight. Also on the bill will be marvelous Malcolm King as he'll defend his RWF Internet Championship. The world's most dangerous arachnid, the Red Scorpion. Seven foot tall, 400 pounds, bulletproof, Dorian Black, Andy Header, and many, many more. Sunday, August 29th, Resurgence, 6 p.m. Harrisburg Midtown Art Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The revolution is now. Yeah. You can find all the gold seeds. Um, you can find all that show information and tickets over at revolutionwrestlingfederation.com. And when you go over to get your tickets, use the promo code off the rope. 10 off, get 10% off your tickets, and uh, you never know, you might see us there too. I just want to give big kudos to their uh, promo announcer there. I mean, he's straight up like, you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Yeah, that, that dude did, dude right, did that the promo awesome. really like. Oh, he's it. feeling Love it, man. Love hey, it, dude. That's all right. He's into it. I, I bet you would be good at that. Oh, Jack? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've been to the Worcester Center, 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 Center. So. <laughs> Jack actually did a few promos for me way back when we were throwing shows. He did a voiceover for a commercial for me. I did, didn't I? You did. Mm, I still have it somewhere, best. too. Oh, I'm sure it's spectacular. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's actually the last time I was in front of a uh, a real microphone, if you will. So, Look at that. That was like, what, 10 more years ago? That was a lot of years ago. <laughs> a whole lot of years. That was back when Helen and Tim was just a baby. Was that was back when I was a baby. That was back when he was in a diaper. <laughs> All right. Well, if it was 10 years ago, I was definitely not in a diaper. But... You never know. It could have been a crazy <laughs> night. No, not. That'd be a little weird. It's like that Seinfeld where they're watching George's home movies from when a kid when he was a kid and 
they're like, oh, he's like, don't look, don't look. This is the part where my parents changed me. And Jerry's like, you're like seven. He was like, six and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the part in grownups where the kids are getting breastfed. How old your kid? 48 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't, have, we won't bring up the diaper match again. I think we already did that in, like, worst gimmicks ever, didn't we? So, yeah. That's, yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Oh, shall we jump into some news? Oh boy, should we ever! <laughs> news, 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 news. What's that? I didn't even realize that we didn't do that yet. <laughs> no, we put we pushed that on the back burner because that's uh. Because I mean, we got some. We got some hot takes to yeah. put on that burner. Do there we not? Oh yeah, boil them up. Let's crack them beers. Let's get going. Speaking oh, of beers, hot of bombshells. Stone Cold Steve Austin's broken eye. Broken Skull IPA. We are not sponsored by them, but I like his IPA. So, Miss Nighthawk is drinking Snoop Diggity Dog wine. You can catch Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart doing their commentary on the Olympics on Peacock. Fuck Peacock. But uh, <laughs> I, I highly recommend go watch go watch Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart because it's like watching a train wreck. You just can't turn your eyes away. Dude, I love both of them. Are you kidding? Oh, it's great, but it's like they're so bad at the commentating, you just can't not look away. Fair. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop is fucking far beyond stone, so I know I no. that that's probably really good commentating right there. How much weed do you think Snoop's got to smoke to actually get stoned? Well, considering he probably gets the most prime. Yeah, but he's been smoking. Road. He's been smoking weed since before we were in diapers. He was mm. probably in diapers when he started. Are you kidding? Right? Well, he came out of the womb with a joint in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nothing but a G thing, they say. Ain't nothing but a joint thing, baby. I'm apparently uh, rocking the Vermont Federal Federal Credit Union beer tonight. So look at that. Go to Vermont Federal Credit Union. They give you Whoa. free beer and open up an account. For all your credit needs. <laughs> For all your banking needs, get drunk. I haven't been to Vermont that since sounds I was like a kid, terrible but... advice. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible advice. That's why we're here. That's we're here to give the horrible advice. Oh, we should give a, we should actually, that's a great idea for a show. We should do an advice show. Like, you remember how they used to do that, uh, that love line show with uh, Dr. Drew and on Adam MTV. Carolla? Yeah. Oh yeah. We could change some lives. Not necessarily for the better, but. No, it's more like a don't listen to us. Because <laughs> we fucked up our lives. Uh, deep. Did you just summon a demon? That was. I deep. think he did. I did. <laughs> Oh, news, news, news. A lot of news to get through. I'm going to kick it off here. I'm not going to start with the obvious one that everyone's talking about right now, but Ric Flair was released from the WWE. Oh. Uh, per his request, it said, but there's some other allegations, if you want, allegations, but rumors going around that he texted Triple H, and he was not happy with the way that they were pushing Charlotte Flair in her booking, and the next oh. day he was released. So oh, take it as you will. Was Daddy getting involved in Charlotte's business? Yes. Was Charlotte being a true diva? Asking Daddy to step in and talk to the game? One will never know the truth because, you know, it's there and we're not. That sounds a little bit to me like uh, how it may have been years ago when John Cena had to go to his dad and be like, all right, you know what, Dad? Uh, back it up. Back it up, dude, because... You can't see me, Dad. 
is Ric Flair like that desperate for the spotlight and the attention or whatever? He's got to make a big deal about his daughter. I mean, I don't blame a guy for, you know, sticking up for his daughter. Don't get me wrong, but. But she's like 40 I, years old too. Yeah. But I mean, from what I can gather, they're giving her pretty good TV time. So where's the. Well, issue? yeah, she's on. I don't know. She's on Raw every week with her own promo spot. She's fighting for the Raw Women's title again and again and what? again. AEW <laughs> actually secretly lured Flair away for one more match. <laughs> That's why he left WWE. <laughs> I bet you I bet you in 90 days Flair signs with AEW just as a something, just to stick it to Vince a little bit. Well, I, you know what? I, honestly, I don't even think it would be that. So much as it would be if for anyone who saw the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 on Flair, you'll know that Rick ain't so good about saving the coinage. So, no, he spends it like he's. And that's why he's doing those car, whatever. That's why he's he's limousine riding, jet flying, woman stealing, Mm. Rolex wearing. Yeah, it's more like uh, can cashing. Cart pushing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for changing. (laughs) Sorry, but yeah. Flair, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, if that's one of those things, bottom line, we'll never know. I mean, there's three sides to every story, as my lovely lady loves to tell me all the time and remind me, because she's right. But it's like, dude, we will probably never know what really happened. Who knows? It's not like this is the first time that Flair has been like, fuck you to WWE or mm-hmm. WWE's been like, fuck you to Flair. So. All right. I'll let you look. I'll let you take another bullet point of news. I know there's a lot to go through. So, Oh boy. It's, there's, you know, it, it's not, well, it's just really more, if anything, it's just very flabbergasting. Flabbergasting. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, look at Jack with the old wine up in the pitch there. Shooty scores. Um, <laughs> game on. <laughs> you hit that guy. You shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> Dude, you're going to kill me with this. I love you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now I can think of a Swain's World. Awesome. Thanks, Well, that was, a, that was a happy Gilmore reference. I know, but then I went to Wayne's World because of what I said, and I was trying to keep happy out of my mind because that's going to be even worse. And it's hey, my girlfriend's in there. There's a lot of guys' girlfriends <laughs> in there. I use that at the bar all the time. I feel great. I don't know what it is, man. I hate my father. I hate my life, but I feel great. <laughs> He's getting a lot better. Yeah, a lot better. All right, I, I had to get that. Get you all over <laughs> and over and again. Hey, you Tonight. know what, breakfast? <laughs> oh, God. We're doing it again. We're doing it. You know, you know that, Mr. Mr. Lady? I think I just uh, fell there. <laughs> you know what, breakfast? <laughs> oh, good Ooh. times. Good old Shooter McGavin. Choke on that baby. <laughs> oh, your back hurts? You just pearled yard duty. <laughs> oh, dude, Ben still. We could go on and on about fucking happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We could. Yeah, yeah, we better <sighs> bring the whole train back on track. <laughs> news, news, news. Wrestling right, so, news. Yeah, for reals though. For reals, dudes. For the reals. Um, <laughs> don't snoop me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not high. Yeah, so dude, straight up, uh, yeah, everyone out there who's a wrestling fan already knows that there was some big, big action going on in the world of all elite wrestling last week as they signed 
not only Daniel Bryan and CM Punk all in a matter of what three days combined. I yep. think it was. Bryan was first. CM Punk was second. Um, still not sure exactly what CM Punk's whole role is going to be in AEW. I'm guessing they're going to get him to do at least a match or two. Um, he's, already, but, he's already been called out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darby, uh, Allen, Darby Allen. I forgot to mention that during the deposition. Darby Allen did say, uh, made a little uh, remark towards the best in the world. So um, I would love to see something like that. But anywho. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I was still, this one was really more of a surprise to me because I thought that he must be hurt or this is some sort of WWE storyline. Keep in mind, he was just in the main event at WrestleMania. Right. Well, I guess that doesn't mean shit anymore because <laughs> WWE really did cut him. And AEW, no big surprise, was smart enough to pick him up. And Daniel Bryan, from what I understand as well, uh, big thing of big reason why he signed with AEW was because uh, they will give him the freedom to go wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which was a big thing for him. Um, so I, I love that. And considering AEW and New Japan already have the crossover shit, it's perfect. And yes, CM Punk. You know, He's back. I guess uh, I saw a little something last night that I guess rumors are, you know, rumors is rumors. Fleetwood Mac said it all, whatever. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess uh, word through the grapevine is WWE is basically saying, yeah, good luck, AEW. Now CM Punk is your problem. So <laughs> that's what yeah, I but heard. If WWE, if WWE keeps releasing all this talent and AEW yeah. picking it up, WWE is going to be in some hot shit because well, they're not going to have the talent to carry them. Um. Well, I mean, all right, I'll let you reveal what is most recent in the news because there was also a third person who signed with AEW this well, past I don't, week. I don't like him in WWE, but maybe I'll like him in AEW, Brock Lesnar. That's huge, dude. That's that a huge, huge signing there. I mean, those three right? guys alone right there are huge signings. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking three former WWE champions, three of the biggest draws in the last – 15, 20 years even of pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk who came up together in Ring of Honor and the Indies and showed, you know, they were so influential in uh, breaking, you know, the walls, the barriers, so to speak, for a lot of these guys in the Indies to finally get a chance, the guys who deserved it, guys like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and guys like that. Um, and then, I mean, Brock Lesnar, like, holy shnikes, dude. Mm -hmm. That one. Oh, I thought Brock would be retired or he'd go back to WWE. No, I really Brock didn't see this coming. Yeah, Brock is now with AEW. And, you know, I think Vince is trying to scoop Braun back up because I heard rumors that Braun is mm -hmm. re-signing with WWE. Uh, if if Braun Strowman was to sign with AEW, that would just be it. That, that, that'd be over for WWE. Because, I mean... well. It's funny you say that because the biggest news recently is kind of uh, tied into Mr. Braun Strowman, is it not? What was that? I'm sorry? The biggest, most latest news after, you know, these AEW signings of Brian, CM Punk, and Lesnar, there's another big article that happened just a couple of days ago that yep. uh, Braun Strowman was one of the first to react to. Yep. If, and if you saw. And, uh, that was a release from the WWE that no one saw coming. 
Um, even Alexa Bliss commented on it. There's a lot of comments on this one with uh, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt being released from the WWE. Huge, huge fucking mistake by WWE. Um, I see that in 90 days right off the rip going, Bray going to AEW. 100%. Well, and this is why I brought up your point earlier about bringing up Braun related to, yes, I they let go of Bray freaking Wyatt. I I cannot believe that. I'm still in disbelief of that one. But Braun Strowman was one of the first people to react on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it was basically <clears throat> like, hey, Braun. I mean, hey, Bray, we, uh, we ought to get together again. And if, you know, even if WWE does want Braun Strowman back, it's looking at me like he's, I don't think Braun wants to go back. From what I that post to me, well, to Bray Wyatt just made it seem like let's do it again. And if they don't want you, well, they ain't gonna have me because we're going to the AEW. That's my speculation. So you have all these signs of the AEW. Have your speculations with Braun and Bray. Uh, are they going together? Are they going solo? Who do you think is going to be able to hold and run the WWE to keep the competitiveness? Reigns can't do it all. Cena's old. Goldberg's just. Ugh, don't <laughs> I can't. Lashley can't. There's no real superstar there besides Reigns, really. Reigns and Cena. But Cena, um, but, but Cena can't carry the company on his back like he did. He can't well, carry he it like Triple want H to anymore. Right. He's, a, he's beyond that. He's not going back on the road, and he's not going to be on SmackDown or Raw every week and shit like a regular part of the roster. No way. Uh, I just don't. I, all combined. All of this, the fact that Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and Lesnar are now officially signed with AEW, the fact that Braun Strowman's out, and the fact that they just released Bray Wyatt on what was it, Saturday? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I don't know because I'm not there. I don't work for them. But something seems to me like something's really going bad over there down to something, Yeah, something's not right. I mean, you look Financially, at... Financially, they're saying, I mean, when no one can understand why they let go of Bray Wyatt again. It, all because of budget cuts. All right, so you took a guy that was one of the most popular guys you had during COVID, especially, mm-hmm. in The Fiend, and, well, yeah, we couldn't... Yeah. Like, something's amiss. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy the whole just, you know, budget cut shit. You are letting some huge names go to AEW. There's no doubt about it. They're all going to go to AEW. Why would Vince want to help make AEW better? I don't get it. Unless he's got some skin in the game over there. I mean, no one knows behind the scenes and all that. Well, but look he- at but look at just the the stage setups between Raw and SmackDown, how they've dwindled down to almost to what they started with. I mean, you look at how the Raw setup used to be, all the, the LEDs, all the, the, the pyrotechnics – the huge stage setups, and now it's just a couple of screens and no ramp. It's just a flat walk on the on the walls. So like you look at the other yeah. things within SmackDown and Raw, and you wonder: Is it really a financial issue? Is Vince really starting to be like, "Hey, I'm losing money"? I mean, let's call it as it is. He failed on the XFL twice. Hmm. Watch, watch. Dwayne Johnson will make it like somehow hugely successful because now that he bought it, but. Um, to, I mean, to your point, yeah, dude, I don't. There's little things that you that you can that you that you see that you might not pay attention to, but it's those little things that are adding up to maybe WWE is really starting to hurt now. Exactly. 
Um, if you recall, on our in our last show, I mentioned in our little uh, weekly World Wrestling News segment that they had to cancel a show in, of course, now I'm forgetting. I want to say it was Texas. Or, Texas. Or, or went to Texas. Somewhere. I don't know. Uh, no, they're, going to, they're going to like North Carolina instead or don't do Nashville. They're going to Nashville. There was a show that got canceled because they had only sold like 1,200 maybe tickets to SmackDown live uh, for the TV show in another, you know, about a month or whatever. They said the tickets were so bad that they pulled the plug and moved the show. So that just adds to the speculation of I think they're hurting. Mm-hmm. I think they now too. realize that AEW, I mean, I, I can't say for certain. Don't call me a friggin' genius when it comes to this by any means, but uh, maybe but you they're... Gotta, but, you, but you gotta read between the lines. You gotta yeah. look at the smaller things of what's going on and the talent that they're being released and what AEW is picking up. There's something going on there that will be, like I said, in five years, I think you're not going to see the WWE either anymore or as dominant as they are. I think AEW is going to surpass that. Mm, that's a bold statement. I don't know. I mean, that's I'm a, a bold lot. kind of guy. But, I'm also fluffy. You know, here's oh, my <laughs> other thing. Oh, well, we know you're, you're far beyond bold, but I think nowadays wrestling fans are just sick and tired of the kitty bullshit. They want to see athletes again. They want to see them compete. Um, this is why New Japan Pro Wrestling, for example, has really gained a lot of momentum here in the States in recent years. And I think that's another re- reason why AEW wanted to attach their wagon to their trailer because it's like, yeah, dude, people are over here. They're doing mm-hmm. that. I mean, uh, you know, you look at stuff like Ring of Honor, even though they don't have the talent that they had uh, in years past, they're still, you know, it's a quality wrestling product. And I think that's what's killing WWE. Honestly, people are just sick and tired of the, the cartoon crap. We don't want these horrible yep. storylines. And I mean, like I said, for example, SmackDown had what, like two wrestling matches on it, maybe three. Like, that's ridiculous for a two hour. It's all the, it's all the promotion, it's all, it's all the commercials. It's they're trying to build it up. I mean, yeah, you had segments and things like that with the attitude era and that kept people's attentions because yeah. it was it was raw it was edgy it was you didn't know what was going to happen now you can just predict it's going to be the same people fighting the same people every week yeah and i mean and I'm i think not that's saying where the gotta, problem lies yeah they don't need to do you know what AEW's doing i'm not saying they got to bring back <clears throat> the hardcore violence and stuff like hardcore matches and this and that but just stop insulting us wrestling fans with these re- ridiculous storylines like i mean we bring it up all the time because it's that bad the whole miz and morrison getting turned into freaking zombies or whatever like this is insulting to us wrestling fans and especially now in this day and age in the technological internet age kids are a lot more uh wise and hip to the scene than we were back in that age you know right Oh, oh take it for what you will, people. We are not, we do not work for them. We are just here, just spitting our two, two cents of conspiracy theories of what's going on in the wrestling world. I think um, something's rotten in Stanford. Mm-hmm. Well, it is Connecticut, so. Mm. <laughs> what else you got for news? Anything, or was that pretty much take the cake? I mean, that was it. I mean, what else is there to talk about? We had yeah. three huge, gigantic gargantuan signings with AEW of former WWE champions. And then a couple days later, WWE's like, bye-bye, Bray Wyatt, who's been enormously successful for us in For the past years. 12 years. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really, I pray to the Almighty Satan himself that fucking AEW give Bray whatever he wants. I love Bray Wyatt. Now, if we could just get like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out of WWE, uh, maybe Apollo Cruz, a um, few others, I'd be happy. I would never have to. We could skip the Raw and SmackDown fucking shit all together. We would never have to talk about it. It's going to get to that point soon enough. If they keep going the way they're going, it's going to be a straight AEW news and whatever the fuck we want to do show. (laughs) Speaking of what we want to do, I think it's time to get into our fantasy pay-per-view. Oh, boy. I think think we should let uh, Miss Nighthawk kick it off since you and I have been talking for the past hour and 23 minutes and she's been sitting there looking like she's falling asleep. Yeah, my jaw hurts. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, let's let Miss Nighthawk kick it off, and uh, we'll do ours. Okay, but know, uh, what if one of you went first, and then I went? All right. No, we can do that. <laughs> you take it however you want to go, my dear. You just do All right. you. I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off, and Nighthawk can go, and then right. uh, we'll finish it off with Mr. Torrance. Don't say and, we uh, weren't polite. We tried to say ladies first. No, you're right. Age before <laughs> beauty. That's why I'm going to go first. Well, then I got to definitely... Uh, Go, go before me? No, no. <laughs> I was going to say age before ugly. I got to go. Uh, yeah, you know what it is. All right. So <laughs> this segment is our fantasy pay-per-view. Uh, eight matches, update matches, what you wanted to do. I did some title matches. I kept the three original matches, uh, three t- original belts, I should say, the tag titles, the IC belt, and the world heavyweight belt. I didn't do any of that other nonsense crap. Oh, you, put, you put official belts on them? I did. I did. I kind of went... Cool. Uh, I so, so kicking off Diggs Mania, the curtain jerker match, if you will. We have The Undertaker versus Triple H versus Cactus Jack in a buried alive match for your cac- for your curtain jerker match. I'd buy that for a dollar, buddy. All right. Following, we would have the ladies' match of Francine. The queen, the head friend, the head cheerleader, versus Sasha Banks. Mm, interesting. Throw a little, throw a little, a little mix in there. I hate to say it because I love Francine, but she wasn't much of a wrestler. Sasha. No, I think Sasha would take that, but <laughs> I like Francine because she's feisty. Oh yeah, she was the master. Her and Beulah can't fight, can't fight. <laughs> oh, thank you, Joey Styles. <laughs> Joel Gertner. <laughs> the quintessential stunt muffin. Uh, so following that, for the tag team titles, we have the Hart Foundation of Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart mm-hmm. versus the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Ooh, I like that one. That's that's right up me alley there, laddie. Who would you take in that match? That's an interesting matchup because you're talking about two extremely yeah. different styles. Yep. You're, you know, the Hard Foundation, one of the most technically sound tag teams in the history of all professional wrestling. Um, and then Sam and a Dreamer, who, in all likelihood, <laughs> going to spit beer in your face and hit you with a cane. Dreamer's this is gonna facts. DDT you. So I don't know, man. I love all four of them too much to uh, really pick one here. Fair uh, enough. That is one I would, I'd pay that admission to attend. Following for the IC belt would be Sabu versus Chris Jericho. Oh, kudos, my good man. Golf clap, indeed. Then we have an eight-man tag team match. 
We have Demolition and the Legion of Doom <laughs> versus <laughs> the Dudley Boys, Spike Dudley, and New Jack. Yeah, once again, I'm definitely buying your pay-per-view, dude. Hell yeah. Then, <laughs> then we have another tag team match. Again, this is all just like there's so many different variables you could do with this. Um, I went with Sting and Flair versus the Mega Powers. Hmm. All right. Once again, I'm still mowing my dad's lawn so I can buy this and put it on his cable bill. You've got me so far. Then in the precursor to my main event, we have Taz the Human Suplex Machine versus Brock Lesnar. Hmm. The Suplex Machine versus Suplex City. All right. The Battle of the Suplexes. And mind you, just in case, I'm sorry, if, in case I, you didn't mention it, we should let the world know that, you know, these are like, we're talking about guys that when they're at their, or their prime. women, they're yeah. at their prime. Yeah. They're not, at their prime. Taz which is what, now versus Lesnar is not going to work out well for Taz. Which brings, <laughs> my, which brings me to my main event. Um, you know, I'm going to throw him in here. It's for the WWE belt or the championship belt, whatever belt you want to call it. We have the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> versus Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam, inside a steel cage, inside a Hell in a Cell. All right. Just promise there's no dogs pooping and humping like Big uh, Big Boss Man and Al Snow, right? No, 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 no. Okay. All right. But then we I have a cage inside a Hell in a Cell. Rob Van Dam and HBK, both in their prime. Interesting, because I actually, I came very close. That was actually one of my first thoughts. I came very close to Heaven and Michaels versus RVD one-on-one -on -one in their prime match. I think that would be one hell of a fucking match, and that is my pay-per-view, $59.95. Buy it now. Mow oh. your dad's lawn. I'm going to have to Let's mow go. like, my dad's like lawn like three times now. You're well, crazy. <laughs> I'm I am pricing. I'm going with I, got, 19, I got big talent on that card. I'm going with 1996 prices because I'm a 1995. <laughs> <laughs> well, Order now. It was all black box back then. Pay for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my pay per view. If I could have any pay per view, uh, again, guys in their prime, fantasy matches of what we'd like to see. So many wrestlers, so little time. Yeah, this was, like you said from the get-go, this was very hard because I could easily put a, together a... You know, a years a of pay-per-view. Yeah, like thousands of friggin' dream matches if I really just... Yeah, yeah. And now, taking it for a different spin on things, Miss Nighthawk. Yeah, mine's so different. I don't have any of that fancy shit that you have. Um, hey, fuck <laughs> that shit. <laughs> you sound like that superhuman like kid. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and then he flips on the, like cheese graters. <laughs> I'm all like very simple, like, you know. All right. Um, all right. So to start, I have Rhea Ripley versus Megan Fox because I think that that would be hilarious. <laughs> so you're going Me celebrity deathmatch style. Yeah. Like ah, Megan I Fox. Literally for ah, everything. Uh, <laughs> no, this is entirely. I like it. I like it. Um, Michael Bay would have personally approved that match. I, from what I understand, he 
refuse to ever work with Megan Fox ever again after uh-huh. Transformers, whatever, 5,000. So let's get it on. <laughs> Chris Michael Bay is insane too. So I'm sure that was quite the pairing. Um, At least he gave us the rock. Sean Connery. <laughs> but of course you are standing yeah. good speed. <laughs> Sorry. No, please continue. Okay. I, I, I just love Don't mind us. I love that movie. Sorry. All right. Well, next we have <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> I'm down, dude. I want to see that twinkly little vampire get stomped really hard. I'm not gonna lie. Vampires shouldn't twinkle. I'm sorry. I don't get it. You're not supposed to no, go to the sun. You know. <laughs> but he is gonna play Batman, so we'll see what he got. He's actually a really good actor, though. No, he is. I just, I couldn't <laughs> stand the Twilight movies. There's yeah, no, that one fair. where, like, they, what was the movie they go to in one of them? It was called, like, Face Punch or Fist Punch or something. Oh, I don't even know. She's, like, at the movies with, like, the werewolf dude, and he's all like, oh, God, I don't even know if I like girls. And he runs away, and then she's like, oh, I feel so bad for him. And they, I think the movie, I never actually saw it. Somebody I worked with told me it was like, yeah. The worst part was the movie was called Face Punch or something. That's pretty funny. But I'm sorry. I digress. Thank God. Um. <laughs> you got me in a whole Twilight thing now. <laughs> no, that was all you. I don't. <laughs> you sparked the flame. <laughs> uh, next, I have Stone Cold versus Ashton Kutcher. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm mowing my dad's lawn all year now. Hell yeah. That's that's big time made of it action. I'm going to my mom's first getting her credit card. It'd be even better if Ashton Kutcher had to play Kelso the whole time from that 70s show. Yeah. And Red Foreman was the ref. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Top notch, Nighthawk. Top notch indeed. And I got Becky Lynch versus Miley Cyrus. Yeah. 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 The man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man versus the twerk. <laughs> Came it doing like a wrecking ball. Oh, dude, just imagine like uh, oh, her no, dad, Billy Ray. Well, it, that's a, that just shows how much you want to see this match for real. I, don't know, I can't blame your enthusiasm. <coughs> oh, no, I used one of the people twice. That's okay. Uh, well, Different thing, same person. I was just gonna say real quick before you move on for that match. I want to see uh, her dad come down. You know, Billy Ray Cyrus. He's kind of like honky tonk man. With the mullet though, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, of course. He's gonna have the mullet. Absolutely, yeah. Cyrus without the mullet. Why does he even exist if he doesn't have a mullet? <laughs> Breaky heart. Oh, it's 1993 all over again. Oh. <laughs> at, least, at least my dad's alive. Oh, same. <laughs> At least I still had a potential for a future back then. <laughs> and a full head of hair. Oh, no, that's crossing lines. I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> mm, anyway. You're lucky. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't miss much. No, I wasn't complaining. <clears throat> a couple of good albums. Maybe a few good movies. And a few good men. Um, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Don't jack me. <laughs> Next, I got The Undertaker versus Nicolas Cage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I like your spin on this. 
I, I dig the celebrity deathmatch stuff. Yeah, this is I great. Think it'd be interesting. Um, right? Undertaker does his usual entrance, and then there's Nick Cage like, I just want to fight some rockets. You know, I think that would be amazing. Hell yeah. And they would have to fight on Alcatraz in honor of The Rock. Not Dwayne Johnson, but in honor Sean of Sean Connery. But of course you are. Stanley Cook speech. I'm only borrowing your Humvee. All right. You've never seen The Rock, have you, Nighthawk? I have not, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel pain in my chest. Look, I have as no, we it's know, not yours. It's carotid arteries. <laughs> I know we talked about some lists. I'm working on mine. I'm trying, dude. I have it's in this little thing. I want to see that tire here. movie we talked about on Real Horror Show. You have to, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But before I get to ADHD, um, next, okay, so I've stone cold again, but this time versus Adam Sandler. I don't think anyone will argue that. <laughs> hey, no. you guys. Stone Cold book twice. Fans are going to love it. This is Stone Cold in his That's pride. a lot of beer. He just went out and <clears throat> stomped a mud hole, and now he's coming back against the Sandman, the other Sandman. Yeah, no, fans are going to love it. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Damn it. Is that cold like, like size or what? You know, this is when Stone Cold's like, there's some bitch that made me look like a jackass and grown-ups too, and I'm calling him out right now. That'd be Adam the Sandman Sailor. Or Sailor. <laughs> So it would be the uh, it would be the rematch from Grown Ups too. I'll take it. The price is wrong, bitch. I don't think Happy's gonna fare so well against Stone Cold. Though. <laughs> I don't know. Happy's a kind of kind of a temper. He's got yeah, some edge too. I mean, he but and he's well, got his hockey and he's got his hockey stick putter. Yeah, but he totally <laughs> lost to Bob Barker. There's no doubt. Yeah, but he also got the alligator's head. Mm, he did get. Mm, you got that? You got me there. Not a bad oh record. My God, son, what are you doing? Only 365 more days of hockey. Got to toughen up. <laughs> At least he beat uh, Shooter, and then uh, Mr. Larson made him come. Oh, God, Shooter. I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's. <laughs> Green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a shit? Sorry. Tangent. Here we go again. Hey, piece of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> We're going to have to do like a whole other show on movies now. <laughs> Dude, me and you alone can go hours just quoting movies. <laughs> I, I could do like a 24 hour live stream if I had enough speed. Just talk about movies. That's how we're like, hey, folks, it's our 100 of movies with Jack Torrance. Whoa. That's how Jen actually was introduced to you by you and I having a full conversation just in movie quotes. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jen. <laughs> okay, and go she ahead. even allowed me to be in your wedding. Look at that. <laughs> she was drunk. No. <laughs> um. So next, I have Triple H versus Seth Rogen. Ooh. I want <laughs> Seth Rogen to win that. You think really Seth will take? He, he, he take the game. When the ref's not looking, he'll hit him with his bong and be like, <laughs> then, you know. "I'm yeah, I want Seth in that one." Yeah, we've seen Triple H win enough over the years. Would Joe Rogan be his manager? Uh, sure, and they'll get some Rogaine on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, I have Roman Reigns versus Ben Affleck because fuck Ben Affleck. Yes, um, I, 
right, and I know you well <laughs> enough by now to know you were definitely putting the big dog on your list. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, oh see? <laughs> Look at that, I can't catch it. <laughs> um, and then I got Sasha Banks versus Angelina Jolie. That could be a good one. Wow. Right? That could really be a... That is a toss-up. Laura Croft versus the boss. Oops. Yeah. Or if you're going Laura, or or if you're going Angelina Jolie from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm -hmm. Just not the Gia Angelina Jolie. She's not gonna work for you. You don't want her all (laughs) doped up on heroin. (laughs) Or the or the gun in 60 seconds. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, she could do a tag team with Nicolas Cage. I don't know why Nicolas Cage sounds more like Christopher Walken when I say that. <laughs> All right, and my final one. I'm oh, the so. Man. <laughs> is this is this what you is this what I'm looking at here? What you made? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Do it up. Hold on, I got to strap in seatbelt. Oh, wee wee woo. Well, 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 Miss Nighthawk. That's a great look, picture of Enzo. <laughs> I oh boy, does that look great or what? Hell yeah, dude! I'll put my I'll put someone else's title on the line too. Look at me the, holding someone else's belt. That's the Cage Titans belt. Wait a minute! <laughs> now I've never really looked at this freak that close. What is is that a tattoo of like Lee Harvey Oswald on his shoulder? Who is that? Probably his kid. I think it's Lee Harvey. I'm going with Lee Harvey. <laughs> Because he would probably like somebody like Lee Harvey. He's got, he's got the Wu Tang on there. He looks yeah, like a communist. Oh no, poor Wu Tang. No. Oh, dude, that's the shittiest Wu Tang tattoo I've ever seen. Well, it's not Enzo's. Of course, the RZA and the Jizza and Method Man ODB would even ODB would come back from the grave now and be like, "Ah, take that Enzo! Terrible, terrible garbage." Oh. What did he do? Like steal edging Christian's old logo on his other arm on his left shoulder? Look at that. What is Stupid that? Stupid tribal thing or That's whatever. That's back when they were still vampires. Get Gangrel the brood. Right? Gangrel going to be there in Pennsylvania. Is he not? Well, Miss Nighthawk, um, you once again have just totally That was great. Game. That was awesome. Dude. I, would, I would buy that pay-per-view. Absolutely. I was almost speechless for a second. Almost. Um, you know what? Well, I would say, I, yeah. I you got to throw your notes away now because yours I'm, can't compare I'm, to that? I'm Cindy Brady. I wish. Um, no, you know what it is? Dude. Nighthawk and I had the, main, the same main event. I now have to put something else down because that was my main event. It was going to be versus Enzo. versus Enzo. That <laughs> was my wild card for the pay-per-view. But, okay, since you put Stone Cold down twice, now I can put, I can put somebody else down twice because I'm going to take myself off this card since I am already booked on Nighthawk's card. I guess I can't be on my own, so... I mean, you could. Okay. Well, now everybody knows. All right. So I'm, I'm double booked. I'm, it's me and Enzo on Nighthawks pay per view and on mine. The uh, Great American Rash is what I'm calling mine. But you could go with Dr. Love on yours. Ooh, that's true. One of my many personas. Exactly. You thought Foley had a lot. Okay. Bring it and bring it back to KKL days. I have a tough time writing because. My penmanship is like a kindergartner. Maybe you should have paid attention in high school. 
Maybe I shouldn't have had this much glue sniffing in my life either. But yeah. here we are. But here we are. Okay. So there you, want you go. Glue? All right. So I don't know, man. You guys really killed this so far. So kudos, kudos. And let's see. We have it's 10 minutes of 10. So let's see if we can actually wrap this up in two hours. <laughs> well, actually, we started late, so we're only an hour and 45 Ooh, into it. Oh, look at us. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. All right. So here we are. It is not dream. The pay-per-view of all the pay-per-views. I'm calling it the Great American Rash because I just think that sounds fun. It sounds... Something, something you get at Main something. Street. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first thing I can do. <laughs> I, you, you got me all tripped out, dude, because you were like, oh, well, this match got to be for the Intercontinental title. This is for tag titles. I was just like, all right, who's dead and who's alive that I want to see Throw down. Do what you do. Do what you got to do. <laughs> all right. So we'll say all my belts are for ECW then, because huh? special yeah, yeah. place in the old Grinch heart. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. What's your Nighthawk? You just, you, you, you really, you pulled it out from under me. You left him speechless. Right? I, this was my main, main event. I don't think my new main event. Trying to do that high school. Maybe it'll be as good. We'll see. We'll call it a double main event. Yeah. So I guess now part of the first part of somebody. Hey, you you beat me with punch. I can't blame you. You know, just yeah, me against Diggs. Let's go. Uh-huh. It's happened before. There's a lot of knee kicking. Really? Was this match unsanctioned? Um it's a it's a it's a lot of like your the dude the dude on your shirt there. I don't know his name. Oh, you mean Orange Cassidy, Mr. Yeah, we we just do like a lot of like a little leg kicking. Ah, <laughs> like him and Sting like did. Him and Sting, they that counts as a match. I'm still gonna bad knees. But I'll bet Nighthawk has some like killer like Gene Simmons kiss boots that she's gonna just Oh, she got like his. spiky boots and yeah, my friend. money's on Nighthawk, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. I one I've never hit a never hit a lady. Yeah, but what if I it's like, off. you know, it's a, uh, <laughs> a kicking really difference. <laughs> kicking's cool. All right. What, what's your curtain jerker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going right off the bat. I'm raising the dead, dude. Chris Jericho versus a man that he dreamed of one day being tag team champions with, Owen Hart. Ooh. I loved Owen. It had, it, you know, it. Not that I didn't love him before the unfortunate mm-hmm. tragedy that befell mm-hmm. him, but Owen was mad. So even if he was still here to this day, I would have made this match because can you imagine a one versus Jericho at their prime? That would be like the, the epitome of anything great that's ever happened in Canada. Yeah, that's right. Fuck the Canadians. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a hockey fan. You know, okay. what are you saying? You're part Canadian? I said I'm French Canadian. <laughs> not you. No, you're part of the cool Canadians. I love a lot of Canadians. Just not right, the ones cool. in Montreal that are Canadians fans. They shouldn't like themselves. <laughs> 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 All right, next up. Now, this is kind of in the ballpark of uh, something you threw out there earlier, Mr. Podcast the Kid. I got a Fatal 4-Way TLC tag team match. Ooh. Okay. So hear me out, guy. I got my boys, Devon and Bubba Ray, the Dudleys, yeah. coming out with Joel Gertner and the gang 
going up against the Sandman and Dreamer, going up against Sabu and RVD, and then ultimately going up against the Road Warriors in a four-way LC match. Three, well, three teams that comprise some of my all-time favorite guys from uh, ECW against who, I mean, it's really hard not to say that perhaps for all time, because I grew up with them. The Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, if you will, and WWE, um, they're Badass. Oh, absolutely. They were like, dude, people can say what they want about wrestling, but you don't fuck with those guys. Trust me. <laughs> Love me some Warriors. And then I got, okay, got a little, uh, all right. So we'll say that was for the ECW uh, tag team titles. I would put Chris Jericho versus Owen. All right. That's going to be a, just a awesome match. No titles involved. This next match, I guess, would have to be for the ECW television championship or the intercontinental title or u.s title whatever brett the hitman heart versus ricky the dragon steamboat versus the sexy boy sean michaels versus Ooh. the nature boy Woo! rick flair in a fatal four-way elimination match you put two high flyers and there were two technical wrestlers well when you think of the impact that brett versus sean had on the world of wrestling yep. And the impact that Ricky the Dragon versus Ric Flair had on the world wrestling. The four of those guys together is going to be magical. Yes, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. He see, he see. Next up, I got, um, this is definitely dream match action. No doubt about it. Kurt Angle versus Kenny Omega. This would be the Intercontinental title or the ECW television title, I think. That would have to be. All right. Omega versus Angle and they're pro- both. That's, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a show, dude. It's true. Don't be it's so. true. Uh, this next one was pretty easy for me. This was probably the only really easy one aside from, well, all right. I had, all right. The next three are actually, were actually easy for me. The rest were a little harder, but these ones I, I won. Undertaker versus Sting. That was a match all of us wrestling fans wanted to see when it's, you know, we wish it could have happened back in 98 when they were both. Not broken. Right, right. Talk about two of the most dedicated men to ever involve themselves in the sport. They, you know, they gave it their all. Sting, no doubt, was the biggest draw in WCW history. And The Undertaker, maybe he's not. He didn't make the money that Hogan and Austin did, but he's the fucking Undertaker. So, yeah, try not Mm -hmm. to put him on your pay-per-view. Next up, I actually got this one. This was a, a dream match of Mick Foley's, which I really would have loved to see myself. Unfortunately, time did not give us that chance as I got Bruiser Brody versus Cactus Jack. Oh, good call. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley has stated that is his biggest regret that in yep. the world of wrestling, he never got to take on Bruiser Brody. Would have been a hell of a show. Um, then I got Terry Funk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is for the ECW or the WWF title. This is mine. I, I, you know, I love the Funker. You got yeah, you me got, Stone Cold up because I love me some Stone Cold. And you got two totally, kind of like I did, two totally different spectrums of wrestling. You got Terry Funk, who's the hardcore legend, versus Stone Cold, who's a knockdown, drag out, grappler, fist of cuffs. Yeah. Kind of wrestler. This was, uh, this has been a dream match of mine for a long time. Um, I don't know if you were, recall the old days of uh, Shotgun Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. Um, this was right before Austin ended up uh, beating Michaels for the belt at Mania 14. 
um, Funk and Austin got into it as the show ended. And I was sitting there like, oh, okay, they're going to like do this on Raw, right? Like it's going to be Funk versus Austin. Uh, it never happens. To the best of my knowledge, Stone Cold never actually had a match against Terry Funk, even when he was just, you know, Hollywood blonde, uh, Steve Austin. So that's one I, uh, if the genie was here right now, Robin Williams, he'd come out with something zany. And I'd say, let me see Terry Funk versus Stone Cold, because that was huge for me. And now since uh, Nighthawk beat me to the punch and she's just that damn good. Of course, my number eight was going to be me versus Enzo. But now, okay, so I'm, you put Stone Cold up twice, I'm putting Undertaker up twice. And this one goes out to my boy, Single H. I hope he hears this because this is a match we dreamed of for years. We used to play this way back when on, uh, you know, PlayStation. No mercy. Yeah, well, the, uh, even later than that because you needed Hell in a Cell for this one because this is a Hell in a Cell match. Okay. It's The Undertaker again mm -hmm. versus Michael Cole. Oh, Jesus. Michael Cole is going to get it just like Foley did and then more. And then some. And that's it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a hoot? That would be Michael something Cole. else. We, would, we wouldn't see vintage Michael Cole. We'd see dead Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, those are some those are some great pay per view. That's a lot of a lot of money I'm gonna be losing. <laughs> I got oh. a lot of I got a lot of my dad's Londomo now. Well, you got Nighthawk's card, who's got like right. I think she's the, the winner. To be honest, I, think I love so. yours too. But I and think I think she has Nighthawk. the most expensive card because you have to pay all those celebrities top dollar to get their ass beat. <laughs> Mine was only 1995, but I don't compare. She can actually charge more because it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. I pay for it. Remember when In Your House was 1995? In Your House. We, in it's your In house. Your House. In Your House tonight. Oh, Nighthawk has no idea. But we did keep manage to keep the show under two hours this week. There's that. With all the news and <laughs> recaps that we did. It was well, a yeah, good show. Yeah. yeah, we covered quite a bit. See that's if we got shut down by eight. What's that? I said that's actually impressive. I know. Uh, switch things up a little bit at the beginning of the show, which is nice. Again, a big shout out to Revolution Wrestling Federation. Make sure you check them out. Wrestling Re Revolution Wrestling Federation.com. Get your tickets to their show. Again, use Off the Ropes 10 off for 10% off your tickets. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us for this Yeah, week. and I just want to say real quick sorry, before we uh, yeah, officially yeah. get uh, we pull a job squad and get the old one, two, three. If AEW doesn't delete the show this week, then we'll know they're definitely so much cooler than WWE, who's done it to us <laughs> twice now. Yeah, so we'll it's, up you, it's up to you, Cody. I will find out tomorrow when I get a text. Hey, match 15 is not up. And I'm like, oh, damn, we got to take it. Omega, you guys are chill. We're going to keep promoting <laughs> the fuck out of you. Just don't take us off. And keep a lookout on hellentertainment.com or Hell Entertainment Facebook for show updates on the real horror show, Center Sundays, and Off the Ropes Tuesdays. You'll find oh, us yeah. here every Tuesday. Uh, be on the lookout for a new website coming, too. I'm not going to drop it yet, but I talked to Miss Nighthawk about it earlier. Oh, okay. You know what it is. Yeah. Oh. All I of a sudden, I, I hear a little Buffalo Bill action in the background. Oh. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to call it our wraps for tonight. We will see you guys next Tuesday with a new show, uh, possibly a live interview with Mal Havoc from Revolution Wrestling Federation.
That's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Uh, I am Diggs. That is Jack Torrance and the lovely Miss Nighthawk. We will see you guys next Tuesday. And for all of us here, thank you. Please go like, share, subscribe to the YouTube page, Hell Entertainment 666. Uh, we definitely would appreciate it. And uh, yeah, and you too. And go check out Amy Young Photography. <laughs> uh, find, oh, yeah, there she is. She's okay. that way. Uh, you can find all her socials on amyyoungphotography.com. Go follow her. Give her some likes. Tell her I sent you because, well, I need her to not hate me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and uh, be sure to keep an eye out for um, me on the cover of Flatulence Illustrated coming out next week. Oh, you got that photo shoot, huh? I'm finally living the dream. Well, if you need a photographer, I know one. Oh, you, I don't know if you're... I don't know if your, can, your camera can handle that pic. I didn't say Ooh. it was going to be me, did Ooh. I? <laughs> oh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Speaking of photo shoots, we're going to have our uh, Christmas photos coming up soon. Yeah. We have to go to Sabres and do a little shopping. Ooh, and maybe some fun video. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We got to film all that shit. Yeah, we do. We got some stuff coming up. So, uh, Especially again, the part when I take my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> This is an OnlyFans. Come on. Hey, you guys said you want to be seen in public with me, so remember, uh -huh. you made that choice. <laughs> on that note, everybody, have a good night. Thank you for listening. Check us out on all streaming sites. Go like, share, subscribe. We will see you guys next Tuesday. Pasta la pasta. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow.